Jimmy's is on pace right now to have a worse NBA Finals. If you have a worse NBA Finals than that, that's bad. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC, UPenn's Finest, and Chris Culture, CB, Culture Boy. We got another great episode for you guys today. NBA Finals Game 3 wrapped up last night. The Denver Nuggets got a win. Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray made plenty of history. Um, and uh, the Miami Heat dropped their first game at home. They're really going to need to win this game four and turn into a best of three series heading back to Denver. Um, we're going to obviously talk about the NBA Finals, as everyone is at this time of year. We're going to talk about Chris Paul as it was first uh, reported that he was getting waived, but then they were like, no, they're going to talk through some things first, try to find a, a trade partner or uh, contract restructuring. Uh, nonetheless, we'll talk about all that. But before we get into any of that, we're going to talk summits, plummets. Danny, Chris, how are y'all been, man? Pretty good. I get, I get kicked off, man. Uh, Nicole Jokic. He's crazy, man. Uh, and Jamal Murray, shout out to him. He cashed out that triple-double. Anyone that bet that on, on anything, Jamal Murray and triple-double is wild. It works now. They probably quit their job yesterday. <laughs> they bet both of them. <laughs> Time for two. But yes, that, was, that was nuts. That was crazy to watch. Um, I guess I'll give my summit. Um, I had one on my head, too. Now, now I forgot. Oh, my summit is that there's possibilities for half of the banana crew to get together. I'm not going to say it because I'm never going to save it for later, but that is a summit for me. Maybe somebody comes out of retirement, just retired recently. I don't know. My plummet is hearing that, as Thomas said, the yellow-eyed bandit may be passing on Scoot Henderson to get Brandon Miller. Now I think Brandon Miller is cool. The passing on Scoot's crazy. That's my plummet. Yeah, that's tough, man. Uh, my plummet is... Um... Duncan Robinson, like his growth as a player has just been awesome. I've, I feel as if I see him actually driving more at this point, putting the ball on the deck more than just coming off those screens and letting stuff fly. Um, so yeah, a super awesome for him. I'm just going to go double, double summit. Um, and I sound like, I sound like somebody who lives in like deep Texas right now. Uh, who might live on one of them farms. I'm only talking about the white boys, but Christian Brown was awesome last night. 15 points off the bench. My favorite play, he on the fast break, looks Jimmy Butler in the eye and then laid him because I have a personal agenda about Jimmy Butler right now. But uh, anyway, yeah, nonetheless, uh, three games have been awesome. Like even last night, he cut it to what they cut it to 10 with like a minute and a half left. And, um, and Mike Malone was like, oh, I'm not having none of that. Like, no. no. Uh, but Danny, Danny, do you have a plummet to, to send our way? Yeah, my plummet is uh, anyone who thought the heat, that the Heat weren't in the game. Because so many people were saying Nuggets yeah. in four. 
so any if you really thought the Heat weren't getting a game, you're, you're yeah, crazy. That almost sounds like a man who said Kawhi Leonard wasn't getting a game once upon a time. That's a, that's anyway. a very different situation. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it would be more reasonable for the Nuggets to sweep the su- sweep the Heat than for the Suns to sweep the Clippers. Quiet. Oh, uh, and also, my uh, my summit is for Chris. It's a uh, it's when LeBron James gets traded to Dallas with Kyrie Irving. Uh, he's gonna be a very happy man because he's right around the corner. Yep, and PSA. Season tickets will not be for sale because I already have them and I'm locking in at that price mark. You better not try to do a funny business if he does slap. Uh, hey, relax, relax. Y'all know that ain't happening. <laughs> <Come on. laughs> nonetheless, <laughs> nonetheless, NBA Finals game three last night. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray made insane history. First duel ever in the NBA Finals to drop a triple double. First duel ever to drop two 30 point triple doubles. All in all, they just had a Really good night. Aaron Gordon also tagged along with a double-double and then five assists. Um, so I just wanted to hear what what have y'all seen the, through these games? What adjustments have we seen? And what can we look we'll, – we'll get to Game Boy later. But in terms of these first three games, uh, I can start with Chris. Chris, what, what are we seeing? Adjustments and then the adjustments to the adjustments? Like I just want to hear your thought process. Yeah, man. Um, I think it's been what we've been seeing from both teams in their respective uh, conferences, like kind of the whole time. Like the Heat won't win if they don't make threes. Um, it's just it's just been that. And then the one thing that the that the Nuggets have been doing, they've been seven or eight deep their whole time. Uh, like regardless, they've run seven or eight. And at this point, they've been just contributing. Like and like the Christian Brown game was big last night, but. Sometimes it's Christian Brown, sometimes it's Bruce Brown. Like Jeff Green gave him good minutes. It's just been everybody contributing around the two stars, which has been beautiful. Almost as beautiful as Danny's background right now. But <laughs> I think, um, I think, uh, I think just in general, I think we've seen just Jamal Murray kind of reclaim where he, what he said he was going to do. He said a lot of people forgot about him in the bubble. He said a lot of people, you know, kind of wrote him off or forgot him as a point guard in the league because of all the other point guards, you know, coming up and him kind of being out last year. He's just proven that he's a top scoring guard in the NBA, just point blank period. And then Jokic just what did Gino say? He does. What did Gino say? They wrote uh, me off. I ain't right back. That's what I'm saying. Very deaf ain't right back, man. Exactly. And Jokic is like just being who he is. You know, like at the end of the day, I think Spolcher said in the in the press conference, he was like, You can tell, you can try to turn him into a score, but he does so many other things that impacts the game. Even turning him into a score creates so much gravity. Like the shooters do, like it just you have to be close to them. So it just it cuts, it leaves Aaron Gordon for cuts, leaves Bruce Brown, Christian Brown for cuts. You know what I'm saying? So and then Jamal Murray reminds me of a prime Kimball Walker. He got actual hops. I think the last thing (laughs) I think the last thing I wanted to say too was just off the strength that the Nuggets are playing the same way, but they Michael Porter Jr., I think he's been the, the big deal of it. Like they've been able to do good with him on the court, do good with him off the court. And usually your third best guy, it's not as easily, like, you know, transitionable, like, for you to be able to be successful with him doing bad or good. I think that's just, you know, speaks to the Nuggets as a as a team right now. Uh, I agree. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to point out about uh, the Nuggets, when last night Reggie Jackson got in, he had played, I think, 19 minutes of bas- playoff basketball to that point. But Mike Malone... He's simply putting it out there that, like, 
if your name not Jamal Murray or Nikola Jokic or I'll say Aaron Gordon as well, I don't need you. I'm 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 like ten guys deep. I can go to anybody. Jeff Green has been awesome. He had one play where I think he got a transition, drove, made a super tough contested layup. I really like that. Uh, Christian Braun, uh, Christian, I want to say Christian Braun so bad because that's how his name's spelled. But <laughs> Christian Brown was moving off ball really well. He was really good, uh, just hustling all of the court, offense, defense, and even when your stars are like battling it, like battling, making hustle plays. Like I didn't think Jamal Murray had ten rebounds. I thought he more had like fifteen. He was just fighting for his life on the glass. Aaron Gordon fighting for his life on the glass, and um, and not a direct shot at Michael Porter, I think, but it's kind of example like, yo, like dude, if you're, if you're not going to play how I want, this is how it's been for Michael Porter's entire career. If you're not going to play how I want, I don't have to play you. So uh, yeah, I think he is the key. Once he starts hitting his shots, once he starts making better defensive rotations, um, it, it could get uglier than it already is. But Danny, since me and Chris mainly talked about uh, the Denver Nuggets, what do you think the Heat have to do? in game four to knot things up? What do they have to do to knot things up? Number one, Jimmy Butler. It's your time to shine, buddy. Um, back against the wall. Time to go down. Go down swinging because uh, you, you're not going swinging right now. Um, the blue guys, uh, Vincent, you got Duncan Robinson, you got, you got Martin. You, they all have to step up um, the, the way they did in the Celtics series because, quite frankly, I don't think that the Nuggets are the much better than the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, we've I think we've all agreed on this. Like the talent aspect, like Nuggets and Celtics are two of the most talented teams in basketball, if not the two most. And the difference just solely relies on Missoula one the coaching. Versus, no, it's Missoula. Versus. Yeah. It's coaching, but it's also how the star players are doing it. Like mm-hmm. I saw a stat I, I'm I don't know these numbers off the top of my head, so, you know, don't uh, – they come for me. But Jokic and Murray, they assist each other. They play off of each other much more, like physically. Like, I'll, I'll assist you. You assist me. We'll, we're going to pick and roll these dudes to death. Vice versa. Jamal Murray, you're going to come set a pick for Jokic, and we're going to roll. Tatum and Brown, they feed off of each other's vibe. Like, there's no such thing as a vibe assist, but like, if Tatum gets going, Brown's gonna be like, "Oh, right, he getting going, I'm gonna get going." And but they won't physically run with each other. Like, they're not gonna run pick and rolls with each other, which would be awesome if somebody could put that in the playbook, please. Um, well, you, but if, if, when Missoula gets fired, uh, 15 games into the season after starting three and twelve, and Sam Boy, takes over, um, yeah, okay, y'all so y'all y- 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 be good. And I do Celtics, say, Celtics start out every year hot. I wouldn't – well, not uh, two years ago, but no, we're, we ain't starting no three and 12. Stop yeah, it. I think there's one more thing, too, that we forgot about with the Heat. Um, Caleb Martin, and I think uh, Danny mentioned him, like not contributing as much. The difference with Caleb Martin this series is they're actually exploiting what his weakness is. Caleb Martin's playing powerful for the Heat. Joe Mazzula went to too big for a minute and kind of went away from it. What the Nuggets, I mean, the Nuggets big is Aaron Gordon, which is a, you know, a, a, a faster, quick, twitchy, you know, powerful. But even after him, they come with Jeff Green. So Caleb Martin doesn't have that same advantage he was having. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
after you surprise somebody, they're probably going to game plan for you. So I, I think I said that earlier before the, the, the series started. Like, I want to see how he looks after somebody game plans for him. And it's just – it's difficult. That's why superstars are superstars. That's why stars are stars. Because once people know you're – you know, know how you're about to play or, like, they're impressed by you, they're going to game plan for you. And he was their second-best offensive player against the Celtics. You can you, know, you can argue it. Mike Malone's smart enough to know you got a game plan for that. So if you've seen him play, even when his minutes have been, like, limited, it's been an Aaron Gordon on him. It's been a Jeff Green. They're not they're not letting Brogdon – Guard him. They're not letting uh, Christian Brown guard him. You know they're putting bigger bodies on him because he because he matters. So I think that's been a been a big 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 deal for the Heat too. We sent our all second all NBA second team forward at him, and nothing was happening. But yeah, like you said, like you start the game plan for a guy, and I last week I was praying on his downfall. Like I said on the show, I said Gabe Vincent's going to level up, which he has last night. He got into some foul trouble. It was rough, but through the first two games, he was averaging 21 points per game on phenomenal efficiency. And Caleb Martin was due to, um, but so last week I was playing, praying on his downfall, but now I kind of feel bad because like he had seven awesome games of basketball. Like he's been good the whole run, but he strictly like he had seven good games of basketball and now he's getting lit up on first take Stephen A. Smith's like, where are you dude? Like, like, all right, man. Like, we didn't even know him before last he, series, Stephen. And here's the thing: he's getting more crap than Jimmy Butler. Jimmy, but and like Danny said, like for Jimmy Butler, it it's now, dude. Like, and, and for Danny to say that, like, you know, much respect because Danny loves Jimmy Butler, and I have the utmost respect for him. Jimmy Butler took he went zero for two in the fourth quarter last night and had two points that came from the line. He got. Pulled early. They essentially, when they gave up, the other other starters were in. They pulled Jimmy though. Um, you know that sounds like in, that sounds like uh, MB in Game Six. That's what exactly what it sounds like. He didn't get the ball. Yeah. He didn't go get the ball. Um, and if you're going to be a star player in the NBA, you when it comes down the stretch, go get the ball and go make something happen. LeBron does it. Tatum does that, that shit. Even and yeah and and so uh, to Tatum's point. Tatum through, I want to say two games, but it's technically three, but he didn't play the fourth quarter of that third game. I'll say three games though. Through three games, he had 11 points in the fourth quarter, but he had no made free throws. But the fact that he had 11 points, he's still being aggressive. He's still getting to the line. Through three games, Jimmy Butler has 12 points in the fourth quarter. And that's not going to cut it. And I know I had to bring up Tatum, but it was more so for the comparison that Jason Tatum was getting lit up on national television, but where's the talk about Jimmy Butler? Jason Tatum last finals averaged 21, seven and seven on 48% true shooting. Awful. Jimmy's always on pace right now to have a worse NBA finals. If you have a worse NBA finals than that, that's bad. And you can't be out here writing checks that gave Vincent and bam out of bio got a cash. You can't be saying, oh, yeah, we're going to be the first of four, man. We smiling. Gabe Vincent's cashing your checks, dude. That's, that is not okay. Uh, nonetheless, for three straight games, I've been saying Jimmy's going to bounce back. Game four, I'm betting on him to, to bounce back. He's been way too good these playoffs to end it how it is. Um, so, yeah, uh, very good point by you, Danny, telling, like, you know, t- holding – a player like that accountable. I'm sure Jimmy Butler will take our opinions to the bank for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, talking about the the Nuggets and the Heat, their role players have been awesome, uh, and especially Bam. Bam out of bio, I, and I think 
Chris, you, you said this last week, like Bama bio has done, I, I want to say a phenomenal job because the, even the tracking numbers will tell you Jokic is having his way with him, but me damned, he's guarding him better than anyone has yep. in these playoffs. Uh, Chris, I wanted to, what are you seeing? How was Bam approaching Jokic better than anyone else has? Like better than Gobert and Towns and Aiton and even Anthony Davis, who has been stellar this postseason? Um, I think just one thing really is aggressive on both sides of the ball at all times. Like AD had Jokic working on one side of the ball, but the other side, not really. Like Bam's doing a lot. And it's not even just being aggressive, driving the score or looking to score. It's being aggressive in the dribble handoff um, action, being aggressive in his passes. It's like Jokic has to play defense now. Like, you can't just kind of sit and like kind of play center field and like watch and try to get little strips and stuff. He has to follow Bam around. And also that's kudos to the Heat's offense where they kind of run it through Bam to where your center's out the paint. Not that Jokic is a crazy shot blocker anyway, but it takes the big body out the way. I think Bam's been really, really good offensively just – Working in that that mid post area to that middle of the floor, Bam's really really good in the middle of the floor. Really really good. He has a nice little fifteen foot jump shot. He got touch for floaters. He has a great handle for a center. He can pass. So like I said, he's just making Jokic work now. Jokic is clearly proven he's all time great at this point. Like no matter how hard he's working, no matter how hard this dude's working, he's still giving them everything they can handle on offense. So. I think, but but to, to stick with him, I think it's just he's been aggressive the whole time. Like he's been making sure that Jokic is working for everything he's getting. It's just that you know Jokic is just that good. Can we talk about this? Thirty, twenty, and ten. What the hell? Yeah, he um. Brian Westbrook. Uh, I it's like I, I texted this to y'all during the game. It's just like. It's not – everyone's like, oh, like, Jokic makes everything. Like, he gets the lucky roll every time. I'm like, no, he has the touch That's of cool. God. Cool. <laughs> like, like he he has so much finesse around the rim. Um, you don't that, get lucky. Like, Bam, you, don't, you just don't get lucky every time throughout the season. Right. It's just... Yeah, no. And another thing is, has can anyone check up on – when's the last time Jokic missed a three? Like, he only takes one or two a game, but every time I – you know, you give him time to square those shoulders, that thing is cash. Like, it's he's a really, really good shooter, and I really think he should expand his game a little more back there. I mean, he is he can shoot it, but obviously, the bulk of his stuff is coming around the rim. I mean, hey, don't fix what's not broken, you know, don't listen to me. But, um, it's almost like, like Embiid should take a page out of Jokic's book, and Jokic should take a page out of Embiid's book. That's uh, actually a really good way to look at it. Embiid, Embiid is very lethal in the mid range, and he can shoot the three. Where I think, uh, where I, I think he could be the the best post player in the NBA if he just dominated the post how he should, and I know he can. Jokic, however, which still do the post stuff, but yeah, expand the mid range, make them really respect you from out there. Um, you know, you don't see from Jokic though, a rip through looking for a foul. Oh, uh, Joel, no, you saw him, you saw him practicing it. He stole it from him. And I respect that. Like he does rip through, but he is looking, he, the intent is to put the ball through the hoop. No, no, no. Yet another though. I'm saying you don't see that from, from Jokic. Oh no, he's not, he's not foul baiting. No, he's punishing people, elbows and, and elbows and to the the stomach. Like this dude, every time he drives, like if he gets the ball to me, I'll post y'all game four, please watch it. I'm going to text the the group. Bro, he's 
straight bully ball. Like he's, he's, he's so much in his he's he is he is the joker of he's the joker of the NBA. He's a maniac. He's looking to hurt you. He doesn't care care. He he really just wants to win. And I, I he really can't do. hurt me. The air quality hurt me already. Oh my god! Hey, it's it's been getting better though throughout the day. It started at like through. It started at like it was four hundred, like at midnight. Oh my god. That's bad. Uh, hazardous is three hundred plus. So, and now last time I checked, it was like one seventy. Which, mind you, anything above fifty is just unhealthy. But I mean, um, progress. <laughs> look, man, we're nonetheless. We're, yeah, yeah. Nonetheless, <laughs> um, uh, to wrap up. Uh, obviously, we can all have our final thoughts on the finals. Um, our finals thoughts. Yeah, our our NBA finals thoughts. Oh, that was bad. Um, uh, I just I don't want to say like like I said, I went on my spill. Jimmy Butler needs to step up, and he needs to stop. You can you can say the things you are. Just you do the backing up. Gabe Vincent shouldn't be doing the backing up for you. Like uh, you don't. Duncan Robinson, I'm not that it's saying he is, but Duncan Robinson's been balling. He shouldn't be the one backing up your talk. And um, Bam Adebayo, there would be nothing stopping him on this planet from being the consensus fourth best center in the league if he could just put a, an entire consistent playoff run together. Because, you know, against the Celtics, he was real stinky. Uh, but this series, I mean, last game he wasn't super efficient. But, it, like, to me, he still looked like the best player in the Heat. He still was making the correct passes. Like you said, being aggressive off the, the fake dribble handoff and making Jokic work, which doesn't seem to make him tired for some reason. But, hey, y'all got any final thoughts before we move on to the Chris Paul news? Yep. The clock is ticking, Kimmy Butler. You have 24 hours to make something happen. The clock you have 24 hours to respond. But, nonetheless, let's talk about um, Chris Paul. Yes, CP CP zero was reportedly going to get waived, and then now them and the Suns are looking to either restructure the contract or find a trade partner, or they're just going to waive him. Um, and my question, I can start with Danny. What team, one or two? If you have two, then you could talk both. What, where would you want to see Chris Paul go, uh, continuing his illustrious career? Well, there's a few teams you could see Chris Paul in. The more I think about it, I do not want Chris Paul to come to Philadelphia. Um, he's old. He doesn't really bring much to the table for Philly, what they need. Um, with Har- if Harden's still there, CP3 can stay the hell away. Um, because having two players who can't defend, who are just ball dominant, that need to have – it's not going to happen. So, yeah, I, uh, I agree. stay out of Philly. Yeah. I do like him in Boston. I – and I think a sleeper for this, um, it could be, it, it's going to sound weird, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. What, running some bench unit, maybe, behind Garland? Because, mind you, if he gets waived, then, like, you'd really, no one's going to pay him anything, so. Exactly. I, 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 think he, I see it. I think he could be the, the best six man in the league. I think he'd be huge for the development of Darius Garland. I, th- I mean, I, I no don't one. Know. I I haven't heard that take anywhere. But. Yeah, no, I I like that one. If you can get him to, of course, get him cheap, get him to buy into a bench role. Uh, 
he can't teach Darius Garland anything about not wetting the bed in the playoffs, of course, but um, he can teach him, you know, the ins and outs and really just develop his game. He's done it for so many players. Think back to SGA in the bubble, that bubble year. Um, he brought that team to seven games against the Russ Harden Rockets. Um, he's obviously was instrumental in the development of Devin Booker. Um, obviously man, if, Devin Booker man, I'll tell you Booker. this. If if he does, if he and him and Harden want to link back up, CP3 gonna be playing the bench because. Uh, I mean, if he were to run the bench unit for the Sixers, I think you could I'd live in a there. world. You could probably live in a world where you don't have to have Embiid or Harden out there all the time. Obviously, not a lot of minutes. Um, but Chris, is there any what what one or two places would you like to see Chris Paul playing? Next season, Chris Paul, my favorite player of all time. Actually, and it's crazy because LeBron's actually my second favorite player. Just I think he's a goat, so I don't talk about him as much. Chris Paul is my favorite player, so I'm really sad about not having a ring. It really makes me sad. And the two places, Danny said one. I think Boston's incredible for the for this reason right here. You can move Marcus Smart away from playing point guard, which everybody should be praying for. And then second, Jason Tatum can become the screener now. Doesn't always have to hold, have to handle the ball for you to have a good decision maker with it. I think it opens up JT's game a lot. If, and hopefully they hold on to JB. Chris Paul will get easier shots for Jalen Brown, so he won't have to dribble with his left hand until he gets it together. He won't have to because he'll get easier shots. And I think that opens up the Celtics game even more. Robert Williams is even more open for lobs. You, it, it, I think it just opens up this what the Celtics already have, but like times ten. In the second place in the show last night, Miami swap Chris Paul with Kyle Lowry. Same age, age-ish, please. I think they're in that game because I'm not saying Kyle Lowry made a bunch of mistakes. I am a, a well-known Kyle Lowry hater, I'll admit it. He actually played pretty decent yesterday. But I think what Chris Paul excels at is when the game is going awry to an extent, he's the person that slows it down. He'll walk the ball off the court. He'll get you into the right offense. He'll make he'll get Bam into the right place. He'll make sure Jimmy gets a good shot so he can't disappear in the fourth quarter. I think just his IQ at the, at the end of the day, no matter – what scoring he brings, he's going to make sure he facilitates and brings IQ in. He still he still gets steals as, as an old dude. I mean, I think he'd be the perfect guy for the Heat for a simple fact that the Heat are going to make sure he stays in shape, try to keep him healthy enough, and when it's time for him to play, he'll be ready to play. So I think the Heat and Celtics, I would I would slightly oh, slightly put the Heat over the Celtics in this in this place because I think they really need a point guard. I think the Celtics can still make it work with Rodney Smart. They, they have so many guards. So I think they don't have to have him. I think the Heat – they don't get Dame, Chris Paul should be the next, their next best option. Yeah. Um, obviously, I like Boston as a place because Jason Tatum's not on the court. They have a they had a negative 3.2 net rating uh, this postseason, and that's just entirely unacceptable. And when he's not on the court, Marcus Smart is the main man handling the ball, and Jalen Brown is the main scorer, and it, it, it's just not going to work out. It really doesn't work out, and I love Marcus Smart as much as anybody. And, yes, the Celtics have found the most success with him as the starting point guard, but, no, the Celtics have found the most success with Jason Tatum hitting the weight room. Um, another spot I, like I would like – yeah, I think – I have, I have another, one thing to share before, 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 you, before, you, uh, before you continue. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to – oh, sorry. I'm trying to add it. All right, just give me one second. Can you see this? Uh, 
not yet. And then add it to the stream. What are we looking at? This is This is a must to talk about. Chris no, Paul hits the three. It cuts the lead down to 42. You just wasted like five seconds of my life. Not going to lie. Uh, nonetheless, um, Milwaukee is a place that um, I would want to see him go to. Uh, I think a backcourt of him and Drew Holiday lets Drew Holiday run back to his natural position as shooting guard. You don't really have to start Grayson Allen. And you don't have to rely on his health or his uh, antics anymore. And I think he'd be much better as a bench piece. Um, if you can bring back Chris Middleton, assuming Chris Middleton, he should accept his money. But if he doesn't, bring him back, uh, want him or Brooke Lopez, whatever you feel need. Uh, Brooke Lopez is going to want money. Nonetheless, you bring one of them back. Get the spacing nice. Then you can run that Chris Paul, Giannis pick and roll. I think that can be pretty lethal. If you get a stretch big, it's not Brooke Lopez. Then the spacing is just going to be awesome. It's going to open up the floor. Uh, I think defensively and just intangibles wise, see, uh, Chris Paul and Drew Holiday is a very nasty backcourt. They're going to make winning plays. They're not selfish. Well, Chris Paul is selfishly selfish. No, selfishly unselfish, maybe. Uh, it's almost like a Steve Nash. Like Steve Nash was so good at scoring, and he just he refused to take over games with his scoring, but they needed him to. Chris Paul, um, a little bit of the same, but no one expects him to be a scorer at this point. Which, if they can bring back Chris, he's the fourth scoring option, um, and then he could just run offense and you know, uh, just just be a leader for a squad that clearly needed it uh, last. Uh, in the last playoff, I guess, playoff run. I don't know if you consider a one series a run, but uh, yeah, that's just my thoughts on who I think. I agree with the Celtics. I agree. I honestly agree with all, what everybody said. I, I really like the Cavs when Dady said. I really like Miami. I just didn't want to say Miami because I'm bitter. Uh, but he what, would be a uh, very good spot. Heat? You know, like the Whammy Heat? The Miami Ly- Leet? No. I only root for Miami FC because Messi's in town. And there's $10,000 ticket prices in town, too. Crazy. Price is going up. I it's mean, good. I ain't going to no soccer game soon, but. This is more expensive yeah. to get into that in, right now than to get into the uh, Heat's final game. They gained like 4 million followers on Instagram yesterday. It was crazy. Messi's different. Really different. <laughs> he is. And you know what's the funniest thing about it? They're like, the, like some account posted that they're like oh inner miami like game four four million followers and some ronaldo fan was like oh that's it and they showed like saudi arabia's like instagram boost i'm like like if you ever hear an argument between the two danny knows i used to be a ronaldo guy mind you i don't know much about football but danny knows i used to be a ronaldo guy but uh, the only like ronaldo's fans main argument is like six pack jumps really high scores goals instagram followers (laughs) <laughs> that's that's just it like Messi is the more Ballon d'Ors he is the World Cup he's like actually a better football player um like they, I remember a while ago Danny would be like like I'll be like but what makes Messi better he was like he's just better like just you just Danny doesn't use the eye test a lot on me but he was like just just watch him like and, and you'll know and then when I really got into the World Cup Messi blows that fraud out of the water. Got benched. <laughs> I don't know, but 
nonetheless, um, do we have anything to say about Chris Paul or uh, the NBA Finals before we move on? I think nah, we move on. I got one. Do move on? I got one. Chris, do you have some outside of Miami? Outside of Miami and Boston, be my two favorites. I wouldn't mind Chris Paul like going to a team like. And it's gonna sound weird. The Grizzlies. And this is why I say that. If there's anybody that can help a locker room, I think Chris Paul can do it. And also, if you're gonna miss Bro, him for a good portion, he, he can't help John Morant, man. Yes, he can. He, he, he can <laughs> Trust me, I, I got faith in him. And this is why I think so. Even if he can't help John Morant, he can help the Grizzlies because if John's gonna miss fifty plus games, we should have a point. Well, you have the highest zone. I forgot about him, but I mean, I think that's, that point guard room But I like to see him either in a place to win a championship or a place to mentor a good young guard, even like a Halliburton or something like that. Like I said, I think his value is in either. Raising your team from being really good to a championship contender, or like he did the Thunder and, and helping your young player, you know, maybe make the playoffs for the first time. I'm I surprised mean, you didn't say Lakers. It yeah, ain't there. I, I know you are. I, I know. And I'll tell y'all why. Just gonna keep it real brief. It would be hard pressed for me as a LeBron and Chris Ball fan, my top two players, for me to realistically tell myself two 38 and 39 year olds gonna be healthy come. When it really time to, to to really play, and then we had Anthony Davis, whose body's forty six years old, so that would be very very difficult. <laughs> Unless um, now, if Chris Paul signs a minimum, great. Hey, we but both. I don't see that. But he's gonna get as much as he can. So that's the only reason why I didn't say it, Daniel. It was it's been on my head. I mean, he could go to New Orleans and teach Zion a thing or two about sleeping with adult film stars, uh, but <laughs> it could be an actual good fit. Now I think about it, but. Uh, um, they say they say how Zion they say how Zion gonna uh pay for her uh her rent when he's paying for all the gumbo. They've been killing him since day one about that gumbo. I feel bad for him. Nonetheless, we have a new game, so we're gonna be drafting all time greats in their wrong jerseys. For example, uh, I'm not gonna try to give away anyone's picks. Let's say let's take LeBron James for example. If somebody thinks him in a Lakers jersey looks weird or is wrong then that would be their draft pick. Just to give you an idea of what we're talking about, we're going to go opposite of uh, last week. Danny's going to go first, then Chris, then I get two picks, and then it's Chris, and then Danny gets two picks, and then Chris, and then me. So snake draft of drafting all-time greats in the wrong jerseys. Danny, you have the first pick. My first pick is not in basketball. It's in football. It's Jerry Rice in a Seahawks uniform. Uh, yeah, I forgot to clarify. Definitely all sports. That that like takes the cake, dude. <laughs> that you ever see him in a Broncos training jersey though? That was nasty. His training camp jersey. He didn't make the team, so he just retired. Oh, he wore number nineteen. I'm pretty sure it was ugly. Uh, but Jerry Rice in the Seattle Seahawks uniform. Nope, no bueno. Go into Chris. You have the second pick. Oh, easy. I will choose the Michael Jordan and the Washington Wizards jersey. And the reason I'm going to say that is because it's just a casual take and I want to get it out the way because it wasn't even that bad to see. You know why? Because he already owned a part of Wizards, so I already seen him. And he had a bunch of Jordans that came out in that Wizards colorway, so it wasn't as weird as people made it. But being from Chicago, seeing him in 23 for the Bulls so long, it's weird enough seeing him in another jersey. For him. That is the GOAT of – Goats in the wrong jersey. That that is the one. Or if you want to count Michael Jordan wearing twelve that one time, 
uh, on Valentine's Day when someone stole his jersey. And the, apparently there's no Michael Jordan jerseys in the pro shop. Okay. Um, so my first pick, I'm going to take Celtic Shaq. I said this before the show I was taking that. I need Celtic Shaq. And since Chris brought it up also before the show, I'm going to take Wizards Paul Pierce. Two of my favorite players ever. Two of, you know, Celtics legends. Um, so I got Celtics. I got Celtic Shaq. And then I got uh, Wizards Paul Pierce. And then it's back to Chris for his second pick. I'm, I'm going to keep you Chicago for this one. Uh, Derek Rose. In a New York Knicks jersey makes me sick. No, no, I'm, I'm taking back. Not, not Derrick Rose, New York jersey. Derrick Rose in a Minnesota Timberwolves jersey is what makes me yeah. sick. That's it, right there. That's... And it, and the reason it makes me sick is because it was it was a point where D Rose went from Minnesota to the Pistons. I was like, bro, please get bro out of the Midwest unless you're sending him back home. Free him. <laughs> That's why I put Derrick Rose in that. T- and he actually had some great James in that Timberwolves jersey. And he had he like the fifty pointer. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And and I. I didn't cry, but I probably should have. It was cryable. It was a cryable thing. But it's awesome to be able to see him in that white and blue jersey with those. And they had the Prince jerseys that you could. You could get even nastier. D Rose in the Cavs jersey was ugly. It's only one reason I didn't say it. It's only one reason why I didn't say it. So, yeah. Do I have two this one? This one? No, Danny will have the two picks, and then you'll get your last pick after him. So, Danny, your last two picks. You are up. You have Jerry Rice in the Seahawks jersey as your first. My second pick is Babe Ruth in a Red Sox uniform. I'm not going to be able to find that in color, but uh, uh, <laughs> I, I got you, though. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to a little history about this. So uh, baseball, the Red Sox were cursed after they sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees. Uh, they were cursed and didn't win a championship for 90 years after giving Babe Ruth to the Yankees. For, so uh, – I think that I think that this one might take the cake. Yeah, that counts. That's, that's a good one. Um, yeah, if I can if I can find a good solid picture, then yes, I got you. I yeah. I, 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 I take your word. It it's cursed, and you got two picks here. I believe they, that uh, there's a picture from 1913 of that team. Um, and my next pick, my was his last pick right here. Yeah, this is your last pick. The last pick is Emmett Smith in a Cardinals uniform. Ooh, oh no! Yeah. no! that was disgusting. That was bad. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Babe Ruth in a, a Red Sox jersey. Wow. Hey, hey, wow. uh, maybe someone. I don't know. I guess someone colored it in. I don't know. <laughs> but no, Emmett Smith on the Cardinals is so gross. Like, I feel like everyone just knows that. Like he. Why? Why did he do that? Like, oh, that was that's nasty. Chris, you're on the table with your last selection. All right, let me show some love. The tone on this one, we might even forget this even happened. Dominique Wilkins in the Celtics jersey, number twelve. I love that one. I love very, that. That very, actually should have been my nasty. second pick. Damn. Very nasty work. It was. It was the nasty because he had those Nike pumps on the black ones. It was such a gross time. <laughs> He had the big white knee pads. Oh, he had no hops anymore. He was like playing like from the floor up. It, it, it was gross. But yeah, shout out to Celtics on that one. Shout out my boy down So this one isn't a jersey. Like this isn't a pick. It's an honorable mention. Uh, Kobe Bryant in the Celtics uh, pre-draft workout gear. That's pretty sick. Gross. I do have a picture of that in my phone though for what could have been. Um, 
see, I want to say like KG in his second stint with the Wolves, but it they kind of went throwbacks already, so he looked normal. Uh, Nets was kind of nasty. I ain't gonna lie. Um, oh man, y'all took some good ones. I'm trying to stay in ball though, but I mean, we I, I could jump the football, but I'm gonna stay in, in basketball. Rice. I didn't even know that. Yeah, Jerry Rice when the Seahawks was gross. I think he had like 400 yards that year. He was, he wasn't good. <laughs> he was, he was just past his time. And it's crazy because two years before that, he was awesome for the Raiders. He was an All Pro wide receiver for the Raiders at like 41 or something. Like it, he was ridiculous, bro. He, he. That's why he's like, yeah, Jerry. He's, he's my goat for that one. Um, I feel like there's a super. Oh no, no, no. I, I got one. I got one. Maybe this isn't gross because th- this their team was still like really good. Um, oh, Danny sent us. Oh, he. <laughs> Danny sent us a picture of Mikael Bridges in the six. Oh pack. yeah, and his mom worked in the six at the time, right? Am I? Am I am at I the right? time, but yeah, by the time he got that headset on, he was already traded. Yeah, Unreal. It was, was so nasty. Okay, sorry. Nonetheless, my pick. This probably isn't crazy because like they were still good. Um, I'm gonna go. Jason Kidd in a Knicks jersey. Mm. Um, because like they were good. That was a good Knicks team. Um, I remember him kind of whooping up on the Celtics a little bit. Uh, but uh yeah, Jason Kidd in the Knicks jersey. And there's probably a million other um people that we miss. Comment down below who has the ugliest team and comment your three man all time great in the wrong jersey team. Can I get my I got my yeah, yeah, I got an honorable mention as well. I'm, I'm gonna start. Honorable mention goes to Antonio Brown as a Raider. Um, that doesn't exist. <laughs> he was there, man. He he was there. He was he was he was there. Chris, do you have a, another nasty honorable mention? The, the grossest one I, I'm going to mention right now. Allen Iverson in a Grizzlies jersey almost made me. Oh. Up. I was going to say Pistons at first, but that wasn't as bad because the red sleeve was cool. I would I didn't mind that just for the. It reason. looks a lot like the Sixers, so it's like. Go. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It, first of all, the green jerseys were trash at that point. The, those jerseys that he was wearing, those were garbage. And then him in it, he used to wear the yellow headband, the, the like mustards. It was so gross. But yeah, that, that's what I don't mention. Dude, there's so many just all-time greats who just shouldn't have done it. Oh, a Dan, Danny will get this one. Kurt Warner in a Giants jersey. Ooh. Oh, he's, no. Oh, yeah. He's, that's, he's, that's he's Super Giants uh, super, super, super jersey, too, a red, the red one. That that happened. Oh, the red super size. Yeah, that that happened as well. Oh, <laughs> I want to say I want to say Ray Allen in a Heat jersey so bad because at the time it was in my life, a young Celtics fan who just witnessed LeBron James do Game Six, uh, and then like Ray was gonna go to the Heat. I'm like, Ray, no, Ray. Kendrick Kendrick Perkins as a Celtic. Kendrick Perkins in any uniform. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins on the Cavs. Oh my goodness, he couldn't even say uh, "scream" on the Cavs when he was over there. That that might be our our one next week. Like, like we'll we'll draft just dudes who did nothing. And and <laughs> there's like three dudes on that team that like did nothing. And like there was Kendrick, there was uh, Jerron Williams, or I think another right one. Jawad, Wad, Jawad, J A W A D Williams. I think same one. 
Yeah. And then, unfortunately, at the time, Chetty Osman. But shout out, Chetty. Um, throw, throw ready? Shout out, Chetty. Throwback, throwback to when we were in middle school, and we used to say Javel McGee on the Wizards. Javel, man. We, we we used to make fun of him, bro. So we used to do drafts like these. Like it would be me, Danny, our guy Darren, our guy Udan. We would do fantasy drafts of anything. Um, like I probably have the notebook somewhere, but we just open up, write our names, point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward. At one time, we just had a goofy one. Like you could just draft anything. And it was like the entire page long. And nobody was drafting a basketball player. But the fact that I took JaVale McGee with my last pick was just utterly hilarious to us for some some reason. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, another great episode. If you guys are watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and turn on post notifications so you know when we release, usually Wednesdays, but today is going to be Thursday. Um, and if you're listening on an audio platform, you make sure you download, like, follow the show. And, you know, whether it's Apple Music, Spotify, they'll give you, yep, Danny's got the Spotify up in the background. Uh, and vice versa, if you're on the audio platform, come over to YouTube, subscribe, like, make sure you show some love. And if you're on YouTube, go over to the audio platform, like, download, and make sure you follow us. Follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, all social medias at Sideline Summit for exclusive content there. Um, Danny and Chris, do you guys have anything to say before we get on out of here? Yeah. Stay tuned because we will be soon looking for a partnership with DraftKings to Man, get some don't bets spoil in. It. Don't spoil it. Uh, I can't so bet. I can't he, can't bet. Bet. he cannot bet for a good five months, and I can't legally bet on sports for another five can. months as well. But so Chris why? can, and he does. No, no. So I, 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 under under law, I can bet, but under NCAA guidelines, I cannot bet. Uh, NCAA is doing you bad because you're not even like technically NCAA. But well, so depending on the uh, the contents of my knee, which I hear back from the doctor tomorrow, we will see. We will see, Chris. Anything to say before we get on out of here? Uh, as always. Adrian Wilson, well, not as always, but today, Adrian Wilson plays basketball. So if you have a TV that works or a streaming platform, you should go watch it because she's one of the goats in the WNBA. That's all I'm saying. If, if Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum are playing basketball, it's a great game. Watch. It's, it's good basketball. Oh, even, though, even though Kelsey and Sabrina have been low-key stinky. Sabrina and Brianna Stewart both set out yesterday, and I literally cleared my schedule to watch the game. I turned it on. I'm like, looks like the Sabrina been stinky, bro. But nonetheless, from D.C., from, from DC Comics, from AP New Freezer, and what's one for Chris? CB. Uh, Chris Brown and Brianna. Nah. All right, all right, hold on. I got it. From DC Comics, from AP New Freezer, and from Culture 2 by Migos. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>